welcome to the Bob Priest Show of Life podcast. I'm your host, Bob Priest. Thanks for tuning in today's show. This podcast is dedicated to individuals and professionals who desire to learn more about the subject of health and wellness, as well as alternative technologies to better health and vitality. Let's get started. Hello and good morning and welcome to our show. This is the first in 2024 for those who are tuning in for the first time. My mission has been to educate and to expose my audience to alternative and more holistic approaches to better health and other modalities. Today, I'd like to welcome my guest. She was born in upstate New York. Uh, Dee Dee was an ultrastenographer, ultrastenographer, and echocardiographer for 25 years. And about halfway through her career, she made some changes, which she'll explain in a few minutes. She's a graduate from IIN um, with gut health, the specialty was what she spent her time with. She's a member of the American Association of Drugless Practitioners, which I liked hearing. After many years of looking at disease, pain, and suffering through her work, she made a career change uh, to a more positive outlook for life. Um, so welcome, Dee Dee Dimano. How are you this morning? Dee Dee Dimino. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry. I Dimino. <laughs> my Southwest Virginia coming out in me. Oh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. So like you said, I was an echocardiographer, ultrasonographer for 25 years, where we would um, help the doctor by looking inside the body to see if there's any disease processes going on. If there was, they would either give the medicine or do surgery. So I wanted to be on the other side of the fence and help people prevent disease, prevent surgery, and uh, that's why I got started into my career. That is awesome. So during your early career, what kind of uh, issues did you see coming in on a regular basis that you just started realizing that there's a better way and you started that kind of started turning you into a new direction? What did you keep dealing with in your practice? Oh, well, a lot of carotid stenosis and things like that, which all comes down to, you know, diet and um, lifestyle. But um, carotid stenosis, uh, issues with the heart, calcifications on the heart, things like that. Um, yeah, things like that. So in that 25 year span and you started seeing things like you just mentioned, um, when did you realize that there was a better way? to approach that than just the old traditional throw a bunch of medicines at a patient and hope that it sticks. Yeah, so when doing uh, ultrasonography, ultra you know, we have like a back seat or actually a front row seat to what's going on inside the body. Mm -hmm. And I would see that, you know, people's diet and lifestyle did affect their, their health, whether they can, you know, see it or not, it's something that definitely can affect their health, how they eat, what their stress level, what they think, all that has to do with their health. Yeah. Now, back when we were in our 20s and uh, we thought we could eat anything and everything, we had cast iron stomachs. And so that's what a lot of us did because back in my age, 
we didn't really know too much about holistic medicines and alternatives. So just eating whatever. And I was a very busy uh, high school band director teacher. So I was constantly uh, stopping at fast food places with my kids or whatever. And over a period of time, things changed. What are some good practices <clears throat> that young people today, because they think they're invincible right now, what, what are things that young people today should be thinking about so that later down in life, they don't have some of the issues that you, you got to see firsthand? Well, what we put into our body will it help us or hurt us. I mean, you have to realize that the food out there, the fast food is not food. It's not nourishing our bodies. Um, and that's why sometimes we're still hungry after we eat like McDonald's because it's not nutrients. Our body's craving nutrients. So we have to give it nutrients and then you won't overeat. So the food out there is, it's not really food. It's not nurturing our body to what we need it to do. It's filling a void in our stomach, but that's about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Satisfying um, kind of taste or something. Right. Um, you know, I heard this statement, James Clear, who wrote a, a book called Atomic Habits, uh, talked about what we do up front today um, we will see the effects of of it later on in life. And that goes true with what we eat today. We will eventually see the process of that time, either good or bad. If we put good in, good will come out later. If we put bad in, bad will come out later. Absolutely. And um, so after those years of being involved in <clears throat> in the Western world of medicine, when did you decide to make a change? And, and what, what was the pivotal point in your life that you just went, I can't do this anymore. I've got to find a better way. So I used to, I was in pain like 25 years of my adult life, I say. And when I, um, I mean, I had neck back, neck pain, back pain, head pain, even my knee. Um, it affected my mood, my relationships, my life. I, it was it was really impacting my whole my whole life pain. I mean, but I had to show up for work, and more importantly, I had to be a mom. So I had to I needed to figure out why I was having this pain. Now I have uh, bulging discs, torn meniscus in my knee. You know, I have issues that shown on MRI what the problem was, but I never had any surgery to fix it. But right now I don't feel I don't have the pain that I used to have, and it used to be like five to six days out of the week. I tried acupuncture, rolfing, chiropractic, massage, as you know, these are great healers. Nothing stuck with me, nothing stayed with me. So I decided to do a complete overhaul of my diet. And I looked at foods I was eating and um, some of the foods I was eating was causing pain. So everybody's different. So, you know, something, maybe tomatoes is not good for me, but it might be okay for you. So it's really a bio-individuality uh, process that we look at. And of course, stress has to do with it. Can't heal if you're stressed out. And mindfulness. Mindfulness is big. Mindfulness is something we can't, you know, just put to the side. It's something very important. So, so I had to look at my food. I had to find out, find ways to decrease my stress, manage my stress, and talk positive words to my body. That's that's really awesome. And so a lot of a lot of the foods in our world create inflammation in our body, don't they? Yes, they do. Absolutely. And not all foods uh, interact with our bodies the same way. Yours is different than mine. Um, mm -hmm. But 
if we is it fair to say if we spend time as an individual if i spend time as bob being more aware of what my body is telling me <clears throat> when i'm eating whether it's are you eating slow enough are you chewing your food correctly so that your the enzymes in your mouth can start working to help the digestion process but those foods that i put in how's my body reacting is that one of the skills that you teach people um, as you're going along that your body really is your best healer if you'll just listen to it. Absolutely. So, you know, food causes inflammation as the stress, but um, what we put in our body matters. And um, like you said before, you know, you can tell down the road if you ate something that you shouldn't have eaten. I almost can tell immediately mm -hmm. what I shouldn't have eaten yesterday because I'll get pain in my body. So I, I still do the detective work on myself and I'm still figuring out what foods are not right for me, but I pretty much have that under control, what I can and cannot eat. And it matters. I mean, if do you want to satisfy your hunger with the taste and have pain later, but it, it really has to do with um, what we're putting into our bodies. Yeah, you know? so pay the price now or pay the price later, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so... What are some, are there any particular foods that you have found as you've worked with your clients um, that tend to be very similar for most people that create these inflammations in the body? Well, a lot of people think it's just, you know, the bad foods like sugar, fried foods that they should stay away from, but that's not it. So it's, everybody is different. I mean, it's citrus is one. So that includes tomatoes, hot sauce, uh, ketchup. So you just have to feel um, what's what did what is it doing to your body? You could wake up in pain, and it could be because of because of the food you ate. So it's really different for everybody. So I'm, I can't really just pinpoint to one thing. Um, for me, it's tomatoes. It's what definitely one thing I cannot eat. And my son-in-law has that same issue. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about um, your specialty. Um, from what I read on your website that you really specialize in gut and of course eating is a big part of that, but, and you also kind of hone in on women, women's mm -hmm. health more than a, a cross section of all people. So talk to us about that and explain what you do because we want to make sure that this audience hears about what you're doing out there and that these people that need to reach out to someone in your specialty will have that opportunity. Sure. So I work mostly with women who are in chronic pain, low energy, and they're looking to get rid of their pain, have more energy. So I help them do that and increase their energy, vitality, and joy so they can actively live life more. We all live. We just want to live more. Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. Um, I actually ran across a lady a couple of months ago that... Um, she specifically works with men in that category and she helps men get off that extra around their waist. And she's been kind of a coach for me for that. Um, but I, you know, I was really impressed when I met you and we, we connected and I started looking at, at your uh, website and the things that you've done. What really caught my attention was how, how you really are out there and you're on the news uh, media You've been uh, recognized in different capacities. Tell our audience about that because they may want to go look at some of that and see uh, see who you really are. Sure. I was on Health Coach TV. We did an interview with Dr. Shauna. 
And then I was on the Now Network, which is a Christian network on cable TV. It's on Roku. And uh, a, a girl invited me onto her show to do um, an interview. And it's called Punish for Protecting. That's what she does. But it's like holistic channel. So she invited me to do um, to do hers um, on the Now Network. Oh, that's awesome. And um, do you have any material, any books that you've written that our audience could look at and, and find some information in? I definitely am working on writing a book, but I haven't written one yet. But um, you can always go to ddimino.com. From there, they can uh, download my free starter kit. I have a video for a healthy smoothie, how to make a healthy smoothie. And we have a quick quiz, which will give you your pain and energy score. Also, they can book a quick consultation with me and see if I can uh, I can help them. Well, that's awesome. I also do uh, a um, five-day challenge, which is called kickyourpaintothecurb.com. <laughs> we do that like quarterly, and um, it's a five-day challenge, and it's um, it's fun, and you get to learn some things in, in my program. So it's um, it's going to have another one in February. That's really neat. So, <clears throat> you know, I um, I started this program last year. And and it started really, to be honest with you, out of me having a stroke. I had a stroke uh, back on my 60th birthday. Wow. Happy birthday. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it wasn't something I anticipated. Like I had said earlier, back in my earlier days, I was the garbage can. I put things in that, and I knew, but, you know, I'm young and I was stupid and I didn't pay attention to my body very much. And I just kept on going. And a lot of times we can keep moving just because we have that inertia. Uh, but eventually that's going to stop if something doesn't work in our body. And that's what happened to me because I was even a runner and a cyclist at that time. I wasn't overweight. I was doing a lot of healthy things. Mm -hmm. But what I really didn't realize is all the damage happened way back when. It just it caught up at that point. But during that experience, and I had plethora of medicines thrown at me. And I was one of these people, I didn't even like taking ibuprofen, but now I have this handful of stuff that I'm trying to choke down every day. And I couldn't decide if the stroke was what was making me feel so bad, or if it was the medicines that I was putting in my body that was keeping me lethargic and brain fog all the time. And of course, then COVID came along and, and that just kind of really messed up the whole mix. But during that time, I really started looking at all different avenues. It's got to be something out there that I can get off of gabapentin, for example, that was supposedly helping me with the pain in my body from the stroke and, and numerous other things. And, and I started hearing and talking to practitioners like yourself that were in a holistic space and I was probably back in my earlier days, one of those people that, oh, that's that's uh, that's uh, hoodoo. That doesn't really make any sense. You know, I even thought that way about chiropractors until I was so down in my back at one point. It was out of desperation that I went to a chiropractor because the doctor wasn't doing anything except what? Throwing another pill at me. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> from that experience with that chiropractor, my eyes were opened because I crawled into his office and at least walked back out. Still in some pain, but over a period of two or three weeks with that chiropractor, I was back upright and feeling better. And anytime I have an issue, that's where I go first. 
And it's not what people think. It's a whole more holistic approach to our bodies, just like what you bring to the table. So why, why should our audience start paying more attention to the practitioners that are out here that are have found, have looked into, have spent time really understanding our bodies and the different ways that certain things, whether it's food related, environment related, et cetera, how those have an in, impact on our body negatively or positively. And you don't always have to throw pills down your throat to take care of the problem. What do you say about that? So it's good that you realize that it could be the medicine that was doing it to you, making you tired and not just, you know, that you followed uh, your intuition and your gut. But, you know, really at the root, we are all supposed to be healthy and well. That's our natural state. So we need to look into that, follow our intuition, listen to our bodies. Listening to our body is huge. I mean, if you have a pain, you know, what is it from? It could be from food. It could be from something else. But we have to look into what we're putting into our bodies. That's the biggest thing is what we are putting into our bodies, what we're doing to our bodies, whether it's too much stress. Nobody, no doctor can give you a pill and make it work if you're stressed. So that's a big part of it. Um, a lot of doctors do still, you know, holistic doctors look into the stress because they know it's that important. And like I said, the the mindset is is big too. So it's just, to me, it's, um, it's really the way to go, unless you want to just keep taking pills and not really address the issue. So looking into holistic medicine is definitely something I suggest and listening to your body, listen to your body. I know a lot of people, um, first thing they'll ask when they go to the doctors, my insurance cover this. And I know these are practitioner friends in the holistic alternative world. That's not something that they can use in their practice to help their their uh, clients for the most part. Uh, I find that to be very disconcerting because on if, if we were able to go to these practitioners and our insurance would help with that, we would really change the way medicine is done today, wouldn't we? Absolutely, Bob, absolutely. I don't, I hate to tell the story, but my mom's doctor once, once told her that the insurance companies really don't want you to be well. They're just, you're making money off your pills, off your visits and things like that. So they're, they're not really, they don't really want us to be well. They don't want us to live long. Right. And I, I, I really tend to believe that and not because of what I hear from people. I think from what I've experienced over, I'll turn 67 in two months. And in that time frame. I really feel like I figured it out that, you know, when you walk into your doctor in, in, even today, and, but I have, a, I have a really good doctor and she's, she practices in a more holistic approach. But prior to that, when I would go to a doctor, it was, they'd kind of listen to you for five or 10 minutes. They'd pull out their pad and they'd write down a, a scribbly script and hand it to you. And you go get some kind of medicine to take care of yet another problem. And never once asked me, anything that would help them understand that maybe the pain that I have in the back of my neck has nothing to do with something in the back of my neck. Absolutely. It may have something to do with what's going on in my gut. And, and you went, you mentioned stress a little bit earlier. After I had my stroke, 
and a fairly young neurologist down at Duke University. I, I really love that lady. But she honed in on, because I asked her, I was in a stressful job. That just being a teacher is stressful more than people realize. And then you add on top of being a band director, where one guy's taking care of hundreds of people instead of just a room full of 30. Um, and I said, how, how much does stress play into this? And she said, to be quite frank with you, Bob, I see more and more 30-year-olds having strokes that are healthy. When you look at them in, in every aspect, they're healthy. She said, so my belief level is starting to come to this area of stress has a tremendous effect on our bodies. On my wall behind me, I've got this big piece of paper with all the things that stress can do our, to our body that I share with my clients. And I'm, I've really come to believe <clears throat> that stress and the foods we put in our body that stress us, stress our body, really are, are tearing our bodies up. Do you do you agree with that, that thought process? 100%. So the foods we eat can be inflammatory to us, right? right. And then when we're stressed out, it increases cortisol, which increases inflammation, which will exasperate pain. So it definitely, 100% agree with you there, Bob. I tell you, um, you know, there's there's just so much to this holistic approach. And, and even, doc, we have a college near me, uh, University, uh, Virginia Tech, and they have a medical school and they, they do DO, they actually train DOs, which a DO, if nobody knows, is more holistic in their approach to uh, medicine. And I, I have a young man at my church that I play in the worship band with that we had a little conversation the other day and that's his, he's finishing up his last semester and then he'll go out into his residency. And we were talking about the approach and he says, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful that I found a, a university that is being more holistic in their thought process. So maybe there, maybe there's some changes coming. Who knows? <laughs> I hope so. It's just that when they're older people, they just, you know, accept what the doctor says. And, you know, well, he's he knows what he's talking about. So I'm going to go take the pill. I'm going to go take the other pill, you know, not well, look at my lifestyle, not look at my diet. So it's, you know, I hope their younger younger generation will, will look into that more. I, You know, you you made a good point, too. We typically take whatever the doctor says. Um, I after I, especially after I had the stroke, but I was doing it before that, but especially after that, when I walked into my doctor's office, I had a list of questions. I, and if they said, we're going to give you this medicine, I had a conversation. I asked why, what is that going to do for me? How long do I have to stay on that? Is that something that will take care of the initial issue so that we can get to the root cause? And we don't, I don't think as a, as a people, we don't feel like we can go into a medical professional and do that, but it should be a com conversation between the person that's helping you with your problem. And I'm sure, because I've run into a lot of holistic practitioners, you ask a plethora of questions before you ever even think about making any form of suggestion or diagnosis. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we and, should be able to have that conversation and be able to know what this one drug can do to you or how long will you be on it? That's a, that's a great question you asked. And that's good. You know, um, all you have to do is watch the commercials 
and a new drug comes out and it, it does this, it's supposed to help you with this, but then it may, it may cause 20 mm -hmm. other things that they list or they go really fast in their verbiage. So you really can't catch it unless it's subliminal. And, and it tells you all the things that could possibly happen. And including death, can including be one of them. death is usually the last thing that you don't hear. And I'm like, why would I put that in my body on the premise? It may help what I'm initially dealing with. Let's find the real problem. Let's get to the root cause. And again, I keep coming back around DD. It has to do with what we put in our body. It has to do how we treat our body. And it's, it's our temple. It's the vessel we have. It's all we had to live with. Um, if we don't take care of our body, it's the only place we have to live. Uh, eventually, we can't live there anymore. So, um, Good point. Good point. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you like doing? And now that you've gone into this new direction of life, how has that helped you to have a, a more fuller life in, in your own self, in your family? Well, I'm able to do more things. I have an active 16-year-old son, and he's very uh, into soccer. So we're constantly going to practice games, pickup games. We're doing all that. I'm able to exercise again, which is, is big because I was afraid to exercise before because I just thought it would make the pain worse. So why exercise? So I'm able to do that. Um, I'm pretty busy with my business and things like that. Um, I'm active, you know, I'm able to do the things I wasn't able to do before, you know, even like field trips and being active with my family, just going out and, you know, being social with my family. So just things that I wasn't really able to do before, I can definitely, I'm happy to do them now. I can do them. So it's good. And exercise is, is big. So, you know, I'm back at the gym and um, not worried about hurting myself and just being more active. So because you had this pain in your life and, and doing some form of exercise was not helping that for a while, how did you work yourself back into that once you started having some success uh, from changing your diet, et cetera? Uh, how, what would you recommend to somebody on getting back into the exercise and, and what if they have some pain, can they still do something called movement or um, because it's important that our bodies are in a forward motion, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, when we're in pain, we don't feel like doing anything. So even like walking could be a problem. You know, right. you don't even feel like, because the pain is so intense. It's, you know, it's takes over our emotions. We're in a bad mood. We're short with people. I mean, it really changes our life. So just to get out of pain and be able to walk, just be able to walk around the block, whatever you want to do, just start with there. But to get out of pain first is, I think is the biggest motivator because then you'll want to do it. Right now, you don't want to do it because you barely could get to the kitchen to, you know, make a cup of coffee or something. But it's, I think it's just getting out of the pain and then work into a slow process of, Start with walking, start with the treadmill, whatever you can do. That's um, that's what I did. You know, I had so much yeah. pain after the stroke and getting up and going from chair to the kitchen or going to the bedroom or whatever was almost an impossible task for a while, much less getting out to go walk around the block or anything of that nature. But my goal was always to be able to get back to that. And I mm -hmm. took baby steps. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I, and you know, as you're, as we're growing up, we tend to uh, here it's, we're at the beginning of the year. So what do we usually do in January? We have resolutions. Right. Go for three weeks and then we're done the rest of the year. And I don't believe in those. But I definitely used to talk about them and I'm going to the gym and I'm going to get back in shape. And three weeks into it, after I've missed 10 of those three weeks, 10 days in those three weeks, I'm, and my body's hurting. And I said, ah, I'm going back to whatever I was doing. Bad, mm-hmm. bad habits, bad way of looking at things. But you know, if I had learned what I'm learning in later life is to take smaller, more thought out steps into my process of my health, whether it's changing foods, changing the exercise that I do, uh, how I approach life with a standpoint of stress and those types of things. It really makes a difference in our life, doesn't it? Absolutely. But, you know, when, like you said, when you're in pain, you don't even you can't even think about taking a walk, you know, right. it's just, it's just not part of it. It's not in you. So once you get out of the pain, even if just a little bit, you have that motivation and the want to, 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 to exercise, to feel better. Because when you're, when you're in pain, it's just, you don't want to do anything. You're just too, you're just too, too uncomfortable, too much pain. So you don't even feel like doing anything, get in the car to drive anywhere. You just don't feel like it. And, and, you know, that's, and that's what I had to get rid of in my body before I could get to the next levels. Um, but so we have a lot of ladies that tune into this show and, and uh, people that really are in pain. Mm-hmm. And so these ladies that are going to be listening, how can they get in touch with you, Dee Dee? What would be a good approach for them to at least reach out to you? have a conversation, consult with you, see if you're a good fit for each other. Sure. Um, well, go to ddbnr.com or kickyourpaintothecurve.com. Um, but if I could leave um, you with some final uh, three tips they could um, try. Okay. Sure. So the first one is going to be to undiet your diet, eliminate foods for a week, add it back in to see how you feel. Does the pain get worse? Does the pain get better when you add it back in? Number two, address your stress because stress can uh, cause increased cortisol, which causes inflammation, which can trigger and exasperate your pain. So that's important. Um, You can do things like meditate, um, do breathing exercises, walking your dog if that's, you know, not stressful. Um, And a breathing exercise, anybody anywhere can do it. And it's I call it the five, three, six breathing method. You breathe in for five, you hold for three and you exhale for six. You do that three times and it will take you out of the fight or flight response and get you into the rest and digest. And that will lessen the aggravation of pain. Number three is to reprogram your mindset. Unblock your healing by being aware of your words, especially to your body. Understandably, people will, you know, be say things like, oh, I hate my body. This pain's horrible. I'm not getting any better, but that's not helping. We need to say things like, I am awesome. I am getting better. I love my body. This is a step that we cannot ignore. This is so important. I so agree with you. I mean, those other two um, points that you made are definitely uh, important. And I did both of those. I do both of those. 
Um, and the last one I've been doing for a long time, back when I was a teacher and early band director, I learned fairly early that most of my kids, their, their number one word is I can't or mm -hmm. phrase. And I told them it was never, it wasn't in the dictionary. They can't use the word because it doesn't exist. And then I worked on having them reprogram what comes out of your mouth. And, and you know this because you're saying this. What we say speaks so loud that what we hear, we can't ignore that. Absolutely. And so if I'm telling myself I'm I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm this, that, or the other, my brain doesn't know any better. It hears exactly. it, it believes it, and I mm -hmm. program it. And so when we're unhealthy, when we have pain, when we're um, not feeling good about ourselves, the last thing in the world we should be doing is talking negatively about those things. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so happy that you brought that up. And that gets into the last point before we say goodbye today. But um, you, you're a big believer in mindfulness, aren't you? Absolutely. Explain to our audience what that really is. Well, when you're negative to your body, we talk bad things to your body. Your cells are listening and your body will react to what you're saying to it. So being positive, saying those words, even if it sounds silly or funny, say those words. I always say, look into the mirror, take 10 seconds every morning, look into the mirror and say, I love you and state your name and just look into your eyes and stay there a little bit because that will help unblock your healing process, which is my third big step. Unblock your healing by being mindful of your thoughts and your words. You can't just joke around like, you know, saying things like that. Like I am fat. Your body's going to pick up on that and you're going to go with it there. You just have to believe, say the positive things, believe what you're saying and say positive things to your body. Absolutely. I love the mirror talk. I love the mirror talk. I think that's so important. I think you give some, some excellent points. So I'm just going to say these again, address our first one is delete foods to see which foods are hurting your body. And then you can implement back in other foods that you seem to do well with. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Take it yeah. out for a week and then add it back in. See how you feel. Yeah. Common sense to me. Number mm -hmm. two is address your stress. Real big one. Because we're all stressed and we're all in different forms of stress all throughout our day. But there's some really great techniques and uh, Dee Dee uses a breathing exercise. And you, I forget, you said... Uh, Five, five, three, five, three, six. Yeah. Five, three, six. The one I use is five, five, seven. Same, mm -hmm. same principle. Uh, Absolutely. That slows you down. It helps you to get into a different state and it brings you back into the next and last thing is reprogramming your mindset and being very mindful of what you speak, what comes out of your mouth and how you articulate to yourself first you know, you can't possibly help anybody else if you don't help yourself first. Absolutely. I always use the analogy in the airplane. They they teach you before you take off that if the masks fall out of the, out of the top of the plane, the first person that you put the mask on is who? Yourself. Yourself. Because if you can't breathe, you sure can't help the children that are sitting beside you because right. eventually you're gone, you're out. They need your help. So help yourself first. So the first person we should help is ourselves and right. be mindful of that. Um, Didi, this has been really fun uh, getting to meet you. And I want to encourage our audience to reach out to Didi at her website 
and uh, to really, you know, talk to her, have a conversation and just see if she can help you with uh, any of the areas in your life that you're dealing with right now. And to learn more about me and my mission, uh, you can go to my previous podcast uh, or you can go to my website, bobpriestcoaching.com. Uh, tune in next week for another guest to discuss alternative approaches to better health and to helping others understand what our holistic and alternative practitioners bring to your health. Have a great day out there and come back and visit us again. Bye-bye. Thank you, Bob. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for checking into, today, into today's episode. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, Apple, leave me a five-star rating if you so choose and if you enjoyed the show. I'm so grateful that you're spending some time with us and listening to our podcast. Uh, if you need to get in touch with me to learn more about my passion to inform and educate about alternative methods and modalities of healing, you can go to www.bobpriest.life. That's B-O-B-P-R-I-E-S-T dot life. While there, uh, check out a blog or two and listen to other podcast sessions that I've had in the past. Guys, have a great day, and thank you so much for joining me.